0: You want to see my wife
1: yeah where's she at tell her come on over here come and see us
0: yeah hey man come on in come on in say hello you want to see my wife it's just jeremy
1: see my wife howdy how are you
0: <laughs> that's international television star jeremy leonard right there This is the paranormal gumbo. It's a big old part of everything spooky and weird, with your hosts Jeremy Leonard and Nick Simons. Join us for dinner, won't you?
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning into yet another episode of Paranormal Gumbo. I am your host, as always, Jeremy Leonard, along with my one and my only, the greatest co-host a man could ever ask for, Nick Simons. What's up, buddy?
0: Oh, thank you. I am honored to have received that title. I just want to jump right into it. Did you roll tide while you were in Alabama (laughs) this past weekend? (laughs) You know,
1: I thought I was done hearing that word. (laughs) <laughs> you, would, you would be surprised of how many people driving down the interstate in Alabama has a big old stupid sticker on it that says Roll Tide. Now,
0: <laughs> So, so you, you, it must have struck a nerve because the last thing I text you while you were in Alabama, is said, uh, do you wear all your LSU stuff over there? And I didn't hear from you until like Monday.
1: <laughs> Dude, look, let me tell you something. So, only in Alabama can you get a flyer to a steakhouse, right? What comes to mind when you think about a steakhouse? A, a nice, right. fancy steakhouse restaurant, right? Yeah. Dark. Well, <laughs> we we go in, everybody that's going to be at the event, we was all going to meet up and have uh, dinner, and we decided we were going to go to a steakhouse. Well, we pull up to the steakhouse, we, t- we punch in the uh, the address and GPS and everything, and then we pull up, and it is a gas station. Only in Alabama, dude, <laughs> do they have steakhouses in
0: gas stations? Yeah, but not Missouri has them too. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, they definitely don't have that around. But anyway, it was a pretty good steak. But go back to the roll tide thing. Maybe you can answer this question for me. And maybe all if we have any LSU, I mean, not LSU, Alabama fans. I hope we have, I hope we have LSU fans, Alabama fans. Well, we like you too, but I have a question to ask. What is it like rooting for a football team that can't decide on their mascot? If they are a tide wave or a freaking (laughs) elephant, which one? I mean,
0: what are you supposed to be?
1: What is it exactly? Are you a roll tide or are you an elephant surfing on the tide? I've yet to understand that. Well and you if know. you're and if you're if your mascot is an elephant, are you afraid of a mouse <laughs> yeah <You know>?
0: Oh, <laughs> so my 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 college team gave you guys probably the best quarterback ever because they told him no and yes you guys, yes mr joe burrow
1: i'm uh, a i I'm a Bengals fan now because of that. <laughs>
0: So Joe Burrow started out. He wanted to go to Nebraska, which is my team that I like. Um, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. There ain't no roll tide. It says go Huskers and the logo's a picture of a farm boy holding a piece of corn.
1: Well, at least <laughs> they know where they're at, right?
0: They they got her nailed down. But Joe Burrow wanted to go to Nebraska like his dad and his brother. And they said, nah, he, <laughs> the greatest screw up of all time since the Bears denying picking up Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they sent Joe Burrow away, and he went to LSU, and what would he do at LSU? Whoops some ass. <laughs> You're
1: right, man. It was wonderful to watch him because LSU suffered from bad quarterbacks for years and years and years. They always want this scrambling quarterback, and I hate that. I love a passer quarterback, okay, and that is something LSU lacked. And when Joe got in there watching – you know, actually having a passing quarterback was it was wonderful to watch, man. I just sat there and I savored every minute of every game that he played. Not to mention he was he was quite a uh a nice young man at that.
0: Yeah. Man, he likes the paranormal. He's... Does he?
1: Oh yeah, he's a paranormal fan. Oh,
0: right on. Well, hello, Mr. Joe Burrow. Thanks for listening.
1: <laughs> That's right, Joe. You can give me kudos, man. Yeah, they, oh swing no.
0: on down through Ponchatoula and have a cigar with Jeremy.
1: Nay, hey, let's let's uh, tug on a Stogie.
0: Yeah, smoke a couch with Jeremy, King of the Paranormal of the Swamp.
1: That's right. I'm the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: <laughs> you look great. Uh, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper now. It's not a, it's meter. it's not a demon down demon. Hey, yeah. Anyway, uh,
1: we had the event down there at the poly jail and look, we, the group we had, they had absolutely a fantastic time. And you know, that's, uh, that's all it boils down to as long as our guests had a great time. And I actually done the, uh, the Estes method. Um, that's the first time that I ever done it. And what we done was see the jail has three floors. So they would do a, a conference call where you have two people or three people on three-way on a speakerphone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was on the second floor, and I was blindfolded and stuff, and it had a uh, SB-11. It was either SB-11 or SB-7, I think it was. And, um, you know, what's going through, and I would just say what I would hear. And then whoever was on the third floor, Destiny Fox was on the third floor whenever I was doing it. And she would say what well, she would hear. Well, they would ask the questions downstairs. And um, I know that I hit on some pretty uh, like direct questions that they asked. And that, that was, excuse me, that was the first time I've ever done this, this method. And uh, it, it was pretty cool. So I actually got to try something
0: new. It is pretty cool. Once you get into it and start diving in, it's like, what? No way. I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing yeah. this. And more and more just keeps coming right at you. And you're like, no way. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, and
1: especially it answers your direction, your, uh, your questions direct. And you know, me and me, and you've talked about this before that, you know, for me, From being a demonologist and a lot of people don't understand that there's a big difference between what I do than your normal paranormal investigator so I don't use a lot of equipment and stuff like that, the only thing that I use is I do have a a spirit box, and I use a k2 meter. that's pretty much about it as far as the actual you know tech side that I use. Now I, I did used to have a um, um, infrared uh, surveillance system that I, it was a six channel, six camera I think, but I haven't used that in a long time. A lot of times, whenever I go to a case, some of the paranormal activities all already been established. So you know k2 meters is great because you can ask direct right questions with the k2 meter and get intelligent response same way right. with the uh sb11 that i use it's just a, your little old cheap standard sb11 spirit box nothing fancy but playing around with some of the especially the newer tech like an sls camera for an example i used to do an online raffle um it was called um what was it called it was called jeremy's uh paranormal raffle page i think it was and um uh, <laughs> Dude, I um I raffled off, Nick. I can't even tell you like seven or eight SLS cameras. Matter of fact, one of the ladies, her name is Sue Peacher she was at the event and she actually won one of the sls cameras whenever i was doing it and i didn't know i didn't know it but she brought it and i got to play around with it and i've used it on ghost of morgan city um that's pretty cool piece of equipment to use the tech you know and make a long story short we were sitting there and i don't know if you know what an elemental is an elemental spirit is not it's not a demon or anything like that but it's never it was never an earthbound spirit yeah it was never alive Right. And they're more of like guardians of nature and and they're not evil, but they can be really mischievous. Well, we're up there and I investigate by my instincts. OK, I pay attention to my spiritual senses and I picked up on this this um, elemental that was running around and I'm sitting there. We w- where were we at when we were doing that? We were I was with Fox Paranormal and we were at the Alabama, the old, the old Pittsburgh Hospital in, Al- in Alabama, I think it is
0: old south uh, pittsburgh hospital
1: yeah something like that old old south pittsburgh it was in alabama It was an old hospital but anyway i'm sitting there and i'm like there's an element because they move really really fast right. Elementals move really really fast and um uh destiny's husband michael he's got the sls camera and i'm like there's an elemental right there crawling across the floor and michael's like holy crap He's like, I'm looking at it right here on the SLS camera. Jeremy, how do you know that? It's like, dude, I just feel it, right? I just go by with what I feel. That's the way that I investigate. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool when you can validate something tech-wise, what you're feeling spiritual-wise. So with that being said, Nick, I think that we need to discuss paranormal equipment right what and we need to know what you use nick because i know you're you you're the tech guy you love the tech you're good at it i mean you edit this podcast you do a great job so (laughs) you're good at all the tech stuff so let's pick your brain tonight and see you know what does nick use on on the top five pieces of equipment we'll start with that all right your top five we'll start with number five and work our way up to number one which will be your favorite piece of equipment and Tell us what it is, why you love it, and tell us some stories on stuff that you captured with it. So let's start with number five. What is number hmm. five on the Nick go-to tech list?
0: Hmm. That, that's a good question. You know, you never really hear that on all the podcasts that we've done. Uh, well, we
1: <laughs> want to be different.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm saying like the ones that you and I get interviewed for separately, you know, we've No, had no,
1: they always look offline they got, discussions they you, you where you're the from. Thing. They ask you the same thing over and over again. And you're like, "Yeah, I feel like a broken record. I don't I don't answer this very question of 10 other podcasts, but I get it. You know, each show is their own and and that's just the popular questions, but I mean, how many people right now do you think that we actually have their attention because You know, everybody loves paranormal tech and Nick, the great is about to give us the rundown of his top five. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I look, I know I would be, I I would be glued to my speaker right now being like, okay, Nick, tell tell me what it is.
0: Spit it out. Stop talking to each other. Hmm. Coming in at number five in no particular order. Did I have time to write this down at all? Like hand to God, (laughs) this is all improv right now. Hmm. Number five would have to be, you know, like a flashlight, you know. Um, a lot of times. Oh, <laughs> uh, hold
1: up, on. Hold on. A flashlight, Nick.
0: Come a on, flashlight. Man.
1: All the stuff they got out there. And you're gonna say a flashlight. Okay, look, this is your ride. This is this is your rodeo. Uh, let's
0: go with it. Let's this is my it. rodeo, man. I mean, there's there's the horrible truth of it is you a lot of the tech is neat and it's neat to experiment with, but dollars to donuts, you really don't need to go out with a whole lot to achieve a whole lot um like like i've said in podcasts gone by but but between um paranormal gumbo and other podcasts you know like i have all the stuff like a rem pod and stuff like that and i had that rem pod for five years before i actually saw it go off alarm in such a way that i couldn't explain you know those rem pods you can key up a walkie talkie and get them to light up even if that walkie talkie is like in the next room outside the house, it's still, it just, it just causes it to go off. Jeremy just <laughs> laughed at me. <laughs> um, all right. We, we'll, 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 we'll double down and say number five would have to be uh, a K two meter there.
1: Okay. I can go with that. Yeah. That, that happy would be now. on my number one. But Okay.
0: So K two meter, um, I'm I'm calling it number five, just because I've, uh, you know, there's been a couple times that I've had weird things happen with the K2 meter. You know, we did in the past have a yes, no session with the K2 meter. Well, it was more like, yes, you know, if the answer is yes, light it up. And if the answer is no, don't light it up at all. And uh, we had a, you know, a question and answer session, just popping off questions about who we're talking to this and that and the k2 every time would light up green orange red and it wouldn't do it until we asked a question so it was interesting how it only reacted to the questions that were being asked i've i've seen other times where it's discovered like free floating energy aaron G. thompson was there with us don't forget the g (laughs) the g is important it stands for glizzy uh <laughs> we we actually found free floating energy that was like a ball just floating around in the middle of a room you could have the k2 inside of this ball and you move it up and eventually you'd get out of the ball and the lights would go off and then you come back into this ball of energy and then drop it down to the floor and the lights would go off and we actually measured it to where it was like probably four foot by four foot of this free floating sphere of energy wow. that would set off a K2. Um, it's actually documented. Um, I don't know if you can find it on the website that we were on at the time. It was uh, Viddy space. It was uh, ran by Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint, but I think Aaron might've actually been able to save that one and put it on YouTube. So it's well, up what there.
1: Well, what's your for, YouTube channel? To show you,
0: yeah if you want to go hunt it down it would be the live investigation of the the uh the phoenix restaurant in downtown davenport iowa and it would be at youtube.com forward slash ghost crier videos like town crier c-r-i-e-r you know we were we were there to tell the town about the ghosts um Uh, it'd be under those videos i don't know if it's there or not off the top of my head but why not hawk the website for people to go watch and get us some views make aaron 50 50 cents that he didn't have from all the views coming up um yeah the the k2 i mean it's 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 a cheap tool and it it does it does help you just all you new kids got to remember that that thing detects from the bottom of the instrument so when you're holding it out like a tv remote and pointing it at things you're actually doing it the wrong way you need to hold it up so the bottom is facing towards the enemy what? <laughs> yeah
1: i i never knew that i yep. never knew that you just taught me something because i'm like yeah i always point it straight out <laughs> like, like okay so yeah hey so you I'm, bastard
0: just- talking to well, this- <laughs>
1: So when I think it's an adult or something, actually it's a little kid because it's underneath it or something. Wow. I'm glad. See, see, that's what I like. Cause I didn't know that. I just know that, uh, you know, I, I got some really good evidence using the K2 meter, some direct yes or no questions. And that's pretty much what I, you know, what I use it for. I can remember way back in the day when I first got into the paranormal field, um ghost lab was on tv so it was probably around 2003
0: ish i Missed would say that show that was that was a fun show man it
1: was yeah. Uh, back in those days there there was only two shows on tv there was ghost hunters and then there was ghost lab and then ghost adventures had their documentary that come out right around that time too i think but um uh, i can remember back in the day when a k2 meter cost about 120 bucks now you yeah. can get them They're like forty bucks, I think, on Amazon,
0: yeah, they've been pretty much just stay staying at that price for like the last ten years <laughs> um, and everybody has you know k twos. I've never been out on a public like investigation where people that do show up with equipment don't whip one of those out. I mean. Hell, I, if we went investigating one time and the guy made a pyramid of K2s, <laughs> it was like, yeah, the super K2 pyramid. And it was like seven of them shaped into the, the form of a pyramid. And it was wow, that's creative. I usually just, you know, use one and just point it in the direction of the action and see what happens.
1: Yeah, they used to have the the black ones and then the gray ones. I don't see too many of the black ones anymore.
0: Yeah, the black ones, uh the black ones got scooped all up. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're left with the gray ones and then the uh the gen one K twos, you know, they have that button that you click it on and when you click it off. The first generation of K twos, it was a press and hold button to have it on. So people would be jamming like quarters and nickels and yes. stuff down in there. And that's when the they very first one with... I
1: had, you had to, you had to literally hold it down. I, I remember yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We we've, we've come a long way, sir. <laughs> we
1: sure have. So that's number five on the next top five paranormal tech list.
0: Number four. Um, let's see. I haven't had time to think about that one yet. Hmm. Number four. Hmm hmm what's that axe oh you're a bod man
1: yeah that's blue surf my friend i love the smell of this stuff
0: <laughs> i remember the old commercials he's a bod man that's a bod man
1: hmm. <laughs> you still i already thinking? know
0: three i know three two and one i'm trying to think of what number four would be hmm.
1: okay well take your time take the, your time this is this is nick's top five list so we got to make sure it's good <laughs> I agree with, so your number five would be my number one, probably, but. uh,
0: I'd say number four would have to be those little cheap ass, um, the cat balls that have the the round
1: balls. So let me tell you a little story about that. That's the little, it's a little clear ball that has a little red tip on it. Right. And it lights up. Yep,
0: You push that little button down.
1: they had a girl that's part of New Orleans Paranormal, I think it is, uh, and she was at the event, and she was upstairs, and she had some of them balls, and I mean, I've seen them, and I've seen them, you know, people use them, that's the first time I've actually been in the presence of someone actually using it, and I asked her, I said, well, do they, do, are they any good, do they actually work, and she was like gun ho about it, she was all, she's like, yeah, they're awesome, so.
0: Yeah, we're we're currently uh, experimenting to see who we got one glued to a, a piece of two by four <laughs> so you can't move it at all. You'd have to like roll the whole two by four over. So we're we're you know trying to see if the spirits, air quotes, can get that thing to activate and light up without actually rolling the ball.
1: Have you been you successful? Know?
0: Not yet. We haven't even tried it. Oh, okay. So you <laughs> by the tried- time that this recording comes out, <laughs> we'll we'll have tried it because two days ago, at the time of this recording, Nick will have been in Broadhead Manor investigating the building by himself.
1: Sweet. Well, you'll have to give us an update on whether. Yeah. They, uh, it was a while you're
0: <laughs> while you're out hawking <laughs> it up with tens Harry of fans. G. Tens of fans and Aaron G. Thompson in South Carolina. Nick's gonna be boots on the ground. <laughs> Broadhead Manor in Broadhead, Wisconsin. That's uh, right.
1: Nick ain't worried about no Hollywood boy. Look, he's boots on the ground.
0: <laughs> back at it. Now that Hollywood's over. We gotta get back out there.
1: Get back. well I'm sure I'll send you a bunch of screenshots of
0: Aaron. Yeah, you guys will have to, you know, <laughs> wear the same shirt, the same <laughs> I don't Santa. know. Who- he likes salmon to wear colored little, shirt. He likes to
1: wear his little tight, neck. I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> just,
0: just it just it yours doesn't have to be tight as long as it's still salmon co- colored, like his salmon colored shirt.
1: So um uh, the balls, what I mean, what are they actually called And paranormal wise? I mean uh, they, look, they look like fish and corks, but anyway, <laughs> what are
0: they called? Uh, yeah, they're the bobber the paranormal bobber uh no you just jump on amazon and just type in light up cat balls and you'll find them you get a 15 pack of them off amazon for like 20 bucks
1: oh well hey you want cheap paranormal equipment there you go
0: there you go you heard it first paranormal gumbo says amazon prime two-day shipping all the cat balls to your front door if you're Um, a
1: prime member shipping's free baby
0: (laughs) that's right uh but yeah, they are. You know, they're cheap, and they, tons and tons of people have had success with them. They're they're not a huge investment. I I can't really say that enough. That you know, they they're they're cheap and they work. So run out and get you a little pair. How will you
1: end up using it for fishing though? Like especially like uh, <laughs> speckle trout fishing at night. I can see it out there when it bobs. Is it waterproof?
0: <laughs> probably not. Uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> night fishing, I. You know, I before technology really advanced, for you old-time fishermen out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. There used to be those bells that had the clip on the end of them, and you clip them on the end of your pole where yep. it's doing the most wiggling. And uh, we'd clip them on there, and we'd sit there at night and have a couple beers. And, I mean, we're sitting on the Mississippi. Jeremy knows the Mississippi because we both live on it. Wow. That's where <laughs>
1: way to get the big, big catfish, boy.
0: Yep. Go out at night get you some... a a sponge with a treble hook and smear some stink bait on it and you throw it out there clip your little bell on take a seat have a nice cool refreshment and just wait for the sound of that bell well the first time that bell went ting 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 mr nick got super (laughs) excited and set the hook (laughs) and that bell went ting 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 off into the bushes and we couldn't find it You know what kind of
1: bait we always use? We used to go by a liver, and we would, we would sit it out in the sun all day long to where it was just raunchy, right? I mean, look, you had to wear gloves because you didn't want to get that stuff on your hands because, I mean, soap and water, it would take that smell away. But boy, the catfish love it, boy. Oh, get they them go big nuts, old catfish, and look.
0: they you go nuts. It, you nuts, had a
1: damn 20-pound shark on there.
0: <laughs> that uh, It's 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 interesting how that technique has flowed upstream because we even do it in iowa we'll go get chicken livers and just let them sit out warm up and get practically mushy to where you can barely just barely get them onto the hook without disintegrating and you got hardly any time to set your pole down they are hitting on it right now
1: i got my boat um man i think i sent you a picture of it my boat I, I just brought it to the shop i've got a brand new motor for it i got a 125 mercury uh saltwater edition it's a 17 foot bay boat and, uh, i just took it to the shop to get all the electronics and stuff hooked up on it i was hoping to hear from the guy today because i could pick it up in the morning before my flight if not it'll be monday well fly back monday i gotta work tuesday so it'll be next wednesday before i'm able to go pick it up i'm ready to do some fishing
0: yeah well up here i mean there's people saying that they're going out and it's like are you nuts the water is definitely not warm enough yet up here um i don't think you guys really have to worry about water ever getting too cold but it seems like you know ice fishing is awesome You, you always have good luck ice fishing but when it's in between that weird stage of the ice breaking up and it's the water's still cold like it seems like once that sheet of ice is gone everybody is down deep hibernating nobody wants to bite on anything but it seems like once the water hits about 50 it's always in this order (laughs) walleye striper show up you only see the striper in the spring and the, the way you catch striper is, I mean, you got to go right up to the lock and dams and just cast right into the rollers pretty much. And you just yank striper out of there. And then the catfish come in and around the time that we've had luck with catfish, the waters always had to be like, you know, high fifties into the sixties. And then the catfish are like, Oh, I'm hungry now. And <laughs> they go. Yeah,
1: catfish what? is probably good down here at least eight, eight to nine months out of the year i'd say probably just december and january and february whereas, i mean you can still actually go catfishing out here but any time of the year but i would say probably those three months you'll catch the least amount or get the least amount of, of bites but then get them damn old hardhead catfish and then little suckers don't do even get on your nerves
0: yeah you get them old ones that are massive and they've a bear to clean and then the fillets suck <laughs> because i mean they're, yeah, so they're very
1: oily we always oily and fatty and... back like that a good catfish is going to be anywhere from five to six pounds you know like anything bigger than that yeah it gets it gets a little bit rubbery
0: yeah rubbery and the how do we are... end up
1: on fishing here oh wait never <laughs> mind i forgot we were talking about the cat balls
0: gotcha. <laughs> cat balls escalated into fish balls that escalated into fish talk If you're just tuning in, welcome back to Paranormal (laughs) or Fisherman's Gumbo. Paranormal Gumbo,
1: gumbo. when we talk about, we talk about everything. We throw in all the spices, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fisherman's Gumbo uh, with Jeremy Leonard and Nick Simons. Um, So we were on number four and we'll go to number three. Number three would be my camera because, I mean, you never know when you would want to document something you would want to have the right equipment there and i blew a boatload of money on a good camera i use a canon xa50 it has onboard infrared um i don't have any of the big uh, uh external spotlights um the the infrared the that's phantom the phantom lights. do you know yeah, what a
1: phantom the, light is
0: yeah it's uh it's a full spectrum uh, yeah, you can get them the see... full spectrum infrared and
1: yeah back in the day phantom paranormal used to make them and i mean way back in the day that was the only way that you can get the external ir lights was through phantom paranormal phantom lights
0: yeah there's um uh, you still see them out and about phantom lights oh, yeah. and then there's uh dead lights they make a light that's like <laughs> a basketball on the side of your camera that i mean you can this <laughs> spotlight um but yeah uh, I've had tons of luck just using the onboard infrared, um, and it shoots in 4K. It's a Canon XA50, a little pricey, a little pricey. Wow! But you're gonna have some nice clear video.
1: I use a Blackmagic uh, Cinema Camera 2. I think it's 2.5K, and uh, it doesn't have. built-in ir so but i have uh i got it built into the camera itself but right I had to do it separate but uh it's pretty good the only thing i don't like about you i mean it's great for shooting um you know we done a um a show called uh unhollowed ground a while back it's like our ncis meets the uh x-files type show and i mean great cinematic camera you know as far as the picture goes and paranormal i mean it it really picks up well but it doesn't do well in low lighting so
0: well i think tides are really starting to change as as a whole across the paranormal like um nick groff his show death walker they shot the whole show without using night vision at once they just used a regular spotlight so when he's walking through these places it's got he's you know well lit up in regular light like you and I are right now sitting in our room, and I think it it works. It works, and I think that more teams are going to be able to get away with doing that without having to set the mood. With yeah, <laughs> night, yeah, exactly.
1: Night I mean, for to me for, as an investigator, when you're you're there investigating in the moment, uh, being in in total darkness, it opens up your spiritual senses a little bit more, and it puts your your senses your 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 terrestrial which is your physical senses and overdrive and it makes you more attuned I guess but you know to me the IR thing always kind of wait for television that way so they can or TV so they can see you, you know, but as far as being in that moment, I like to be in the dark.
0: Yeah. I like it, to be
1: able to to really count on my instincts. I, to me it makes you more more attuned.
0: Jeremy in the dark with the a set of paperweights on his right hand, ready on a moment's notice. Who wants some of my instincts? Come and get it.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Now I'm just going to bring my my bod for men and say, "Hey guys, you want to smell good?" And by the <laughs> way, I'm not I'm not doing a bod for men commercial, or am I?
0: Bod for men, if you're listening, please get a hold of us. Slide into them DMs. Um, <laughs> Jeremy would gladly accept a care package. Yes.
1: <laughs> i would i'll even give you my address all right so number four no that was number three right camera yeah, that was
0: number three and now oh we're my on god
1: two. we're gonna we're about to be in the top two people
0: the top the, two the top two is gonna take your breath away <laughs> um number two would be my digital recorder what Yep, your digital recorder out of somehow all somehow the... I
1: figured that would be in your top two. I mean, because you're a skeptic, you you're you're the tech guy. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Uh,
0: it it it's taken me since 2010 to realize the potential of the, the next two. Um, you know, the digital recorder out of all the investigations I've done, you end up with more audio. And personal stories than you do with visual things like i said earlier like it took five years for that REM pod to go off and i was like i don't know what to say about that um the digital recorder you can have evps you have a documentation of everything that happened in that night at that time uh, and if you're good about it um when you are recording you know car drives by you announce it hey car drove by because who's to say that's not four or five days later when you're going back and listening to your recordings somebody forgot a car drove by then all of a sudden there's a growl on the recording that oh oh no there's a growl going on no that was just the car driving by (laughs) so tip tips from the top always announce everything. Even if your stomach growls, Oh, my stomach growled. That was just me huh. or somebody in your crew. I, I, my crew is usually me and another guy, but I know that some crews are, you know, up to eight people. You know, if somebody whispers something, just announce it. Hey man, we're recording over here. <laughs> it's not deer. Use your normal speaking voice. We're not sneaking up on the ghosts right. <laughs> shh, shh, down this hallway. There's a spirit. <laughs> uh so yeah uh announce everything and use your normal speaking voice put a title on the beginning of your, of your recording uh, this is nick and jeremy we're on the fourth floor uh here we go you know that way when you do go back five days later where where was this at where was where well, you see, who was with us
1: i use i i have a i have a sheet that I use, it tells you it'll be like uh in this generic, it has digital recording, visual, stuff that you catch visual, stuff like that. And then we document it like anytime we do an EVP session, bring out a new form and you fill it out. You put where all right master bedroom EVP session one and we'll put what piece of equipment we were using the start time and the in uh, the finish time. That way whenever I go back over stuff you know, I, I, I know exactly where we were, what the energy was like and all of that. And, you know, obviously I didn't say this earlier, but you know, a digital recorder is also something that, that I use a lot and I'm just, it's so part of my arsenal of what I do. I, don't, I you don't even think about it. If you go back to the Stetson case, which is the case that I referred to and what got me into demonology to start with, we had about seven recorders that we ran in each room of their house, 24 hours a day for almost six entire months wow. and you know could you imagine just going through all of that stuff but uh yeah that's that's what that's what we did and uh if you have if anybody is listening uh, um if you want to hear some of the stuff that we capture with those with those recorders you can go to my website at jeremyleonard.net and go to the stinson case and there's some audio there that you can listen to but i must warn you it's very graphic um so consider yourself warned Uh, You know, listen at your own discretion because it is very hard to listen to. um, But it goes to show you how real it is, that how dangerous things can get. But but anyway, yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that a digital recorder is if you're serious about the paranormal and investigating uh, capturing evidence of any way, shape or form, that's a must.
0: I mean, I know a lot of people, (laughs) I'm pretty good at lurking. (laughs) and i just watch a lot of things i don't really get into a whole lot of action online so to say so i'm not going to be like in other people's comments like oh good video this and that Uh, i'm just a lurker (laughs) a big lurker um but i'm seeing it a lot lately people just go out and it's all about just action action total non-stop action film 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 and everybody on film is sitting there with their hands empty and and just like being in the moment like there's so much that you can use you can obtain from the uh, digital recorder you know you can document the stories that the property owner or the historian tells you i mean you can capture ghost evidence or ghost data if you're talking to aaron g thompson um you can document conversations that happened with between the investigators you know somebody might tell you a um something that they felt and that's just another thing that you can log and like jeremy said have that that paperwork
1: Uh, like this everybody everybody has a digital recorder with them at all times your cell phone believe it or not cell phones are great digital recorders they pick up very very well so you know it's that's a something that you don't even have to spend money out going and do you just have to use it you just have to click on the app and, and press the actual record button
0: it's it's there in your pocket, ready to go. And I've I've actually caught EVPs with my cell phone, um, just uh, from an old guy <laughs> to whoever may be listening. Use a digital recorder, man. <laughs> That's I
1: agree, one
0: hundred percent. it's not it's,
1: flashy, it's not cool, but it's practical. It works.
0: It, yeah, it's practical. It's like <laughs> it's like that old spoon. That your grandma used to hammer something with, and the edge of the spoon every time you put it in your mouth, it cuts your lip a little bit, but yeah. you still use the spoon. Yes, <laughs> like Look, my
1: grandma. When you said that, that brought back memories. I can remember that my my grandma used to have an old wooden spoons. She used to, she used to use cooking, and she used it to, to uh, plant her the potting soil. So she did everything with that damn spoon, man.
0: Yeah, I got, that was a, uh, one of the widget gadgets i got an old spoon in my drawer out there and every time i use it i'm like damn it it cuts my lip and i st- <laughs> still eat with it wash it and put it back in the drawer that's the digital recorder of the spoon world is that beat up spoon number one hold on let's do drum
1: roll drum roll nick's number one.
0: Oh and yeah i'll put ding. it i'll put in a drum roll right there um Nick's number one would be the SB7 spirit box. What? That, that, that may be, I know uh, <laughs> the tech guy has been like a deflated balloon, but uh, that, that thing is, you know, has probably got me the most evidence or data out of all my investigations. Then, I mean, I have melmeters, I have REM pods, I have K2s, I have laser grids, and none of that holds a candle to the, the, the things that I've picked up with SB7. Um, we went to a location that Ghost Adventures filmed at, and I took audio of the host of that show talking and played that audio shut it off turn the sp7 on and said hey who was that that was just talking that i played there and the spirits there said the guy's name full name first name wow. and last name
1: yeah that and, i've had that happened quite a few times where it'll and i'll actually say your first and last name so you know that's not coincidence and that's one of the great things about the sp7 or spirit box is when you could ask a direct question and get a direct response and even though you're hearing you know the radio way the radio sweeping and but it's still putting together the the voices and and the tone or or the picture however you want to to package it to say a direct give you a direct answer you know like jeremy and i just say what's my name And jeremy leonard and i've had it actually say jeremy leonard so i mean who's gonna be saying that on the radio right I'm not printing nothing. So, you know, (laughs) it's absolutely awesome. And me, I get giddy excited whenever I get direct response like that. As long as I've been doing this, I still do. You know, especially whenever I get to do investigations for fun. Which a lot of times in, my, in my, my, my work, I don't really get to do a whole lot of fun investigations. But like going to the events like we done last weekend and the event that I'm going to go to this weekend in South Carolina. To me, that, that's fun because I can kind of let my guard down and, you know be that normal paranormal investigator believe it or not i really do miss that sometimes and that's that was one of the good things too about being on the show 28 days haunted even though it turned into a disaster i laid down that demonologist sword and just became an investigator and i ended up paying the price for it but nevertheless you know it's sometimes it's it's in in that case it wasn't good but And in other instances, sometimes it's good to just step back and and play with the tech stuff and try different approaches and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and not always have to be on the clock, Um, especially with your position. (laughs) If it's not going out and having fun, it's like you're always getting shot at. You know what I mean? And uh, Yeah,
1: getting a gun pulled on me.
0: Yeah, it's always a guy with a, a gun or a knife. Hey, hey, give me all your money. But it's a yeah. shadowed entity from beyond. <laughs> um, but the SB7, I mean, the things we've gotten off out of it over the years has just been mind blowing. There was an instance where Aaron and I were actually filming in the middle of a park on a Sunday afternoon. Sun's out, kids are playing, and we had the SB7 on. And it told us that where we were standing at, they used to have picnics there. They invited us to sit down and eat at their picnic. Um, This is all coming through the SB7. And, uh, you know, to each individual person, miles may vary uh, depending on how you use it. Personally, for me, I like to run it at warp speed. If I could get it to go faster, I would. Um, As fast as it can go is where I like it. Uh, back to that park you that day we left the park i said uh all right we're 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 getting ready to get get out of here is there anything else you'd like the world to know and in an instant that sb7 said what would i need the world to know like it was like yeah they were just sitting there having a nice day in the park what am i gonna let the world know i uh, i died a long time ago uh, of you know natural causes or whatever there's don't fry bacon naked what do you want me to tell the world
1: (laughs) hey there's no wrong way to fry bacon (laughs) even though if you do it naked it could be dangerous because you know sometimes that grease splatters a little bit
0: (laughs) oh the best way the best way to fry it as uh, per nick simons is you got to get a blackstone grill do the whole pack all at once you're done frying bacon in like four minutes it's amazing i'm like this is beautiful <laughs> i can still take my little bacon fork outside and fry it with the fork just like dad taught me you t- just take a fork and turn it over you don't need them the toms, only thing you forgot are is, for <laughs> the only
1: thing you forgot is you got to sprinkle it with the tony satchers that <laughs> ah that's the icing on the cake
0: yeah uh well, where don't they sell that i i mean i've seen it up here we definitely sell it we i think we have two different kinds up here Um uh, I, you know, I, I don't think they sell it out in the East coast. Like we were in uh, orange Virginia doing a metal detecting thing at James Madison's house, the president. And, uh, it's all old Bay out there. They all love their old Bay out there, but I don't, I don't recall seeing Tony Satcher at the food lion. (laughs) Um, anyways, back to the SB seven, we keep going way off into left field. Uh, definitely, you know, Put your time and energy into that. That That is the device that you want to work with because you can get questions, answers to your questions in real time. Um, not only real time action, but post-production action. I mean, the, the, the things that you can pick up and post are um, amazing. You want to see my wife?
1: Yeah, where is she at, Tell her Come on over here. Come and see us. Yeah.
0: Hey, man. Come on in.
1: Come on in. Say hello. <laughs>
0: You want, to you want to see my wife it's just jeremy
1: see my wife howdy how are you
0: <laughs> that's international television star jeremy leonard right there <laughs> i've
1: seen you on the netflix <laughs> oh did you you poor thing you gotta see? see me on ghost of morgan city that's the better one
0: see? he's mr skinny man I told you he was yeah was skinny netflix, now wasting yeah. away <laughs> the
1: wind blows too far i'll be blown over
0: what so is it your turn now oh yeah i gotta become skinny next
1: nah bro you you too big to be skinny you look good being big burly man we need big burly nick <laughs>
0: yeah what are you gonna do mm-hmm. all right we're almost done so
1: yeah we're almost done we got about what 10 minutes <laughs> so we could go ahead and uh wrap it up real quick but uh just kind of, you, you're done talking about the uh, SB7?
0: I got yeah. something I just want to uh, lead
1: in the next podcast with.
0: Yeah, let me just say this real quick. You know, the SB7, it's loud and it's annoying at times. But, um, you know, just give it a chance. I, I know it's nasty and it's hard to listen to, but there, you'd be surprised at what's buried underneath that static. We've talked a lot about ghosts and spirits and even Jeremy's elementals, um, they like to screw with people sometimes. And sometimes they these do. voices, They're... you froze up big time on that one. Oh. I know you
1: you froze up. Was it me uh, or you?
0: Oh, she she turned the microwave on. <laughs> that's oh, what it was. that's
1: what it was.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so, but yeah, um, we've talked about how ghosts and elementals can be you know tricksters and always be screwing with you and it in my experience it seemed like there's a lot that is like buried in but underneath the static that you know it's obvious answers to the questions that you're asking it's just they like hide it like (laughs) we got the humans now yeah
1: i mean i've had where it's like the voice is over everything right and it's very direct and very loud you're like holy crap yeah
0: why? Why was that so loud? But uh, yeah, just just give peace a chance, man, and use the SB7 on warp speed. You'll enjoy it, I promise you. Just remember, the slower you go on the the speed settings, the more you're allowing radio stations to come in. I've turned it all the way down to the slowest setting that it has, three hundred and fifty milliseconds, and you get you know the cool. You you can hear clips of songs playing and classic hits and commercials and stuff like that so the faster you go the less that's going to come through of the actual terrestrial radio stations uh, that have freak frequencies frequencies on the fm band um the less is gonna you know come through with that so just give it a chance man buy yourself an sb 7 today at GoStop.com. <laughs>
1: i got mine get yours today
0: yeah. All right, Jeremy, what do you got for the, the next big thing?
1: Well, so I got a question for you. Would you consider yourself to be a conspiracy theorist?
0: Yeah, I, I'm into conspiracy theories.
1: Well, let me ask you this. You, what, in your opinion, would be the number one conspiracy theory out there?
0: Out there altogether? Or like what's out there altogether? Ranking all? high for Mr. Nick Simons.
1: Well, let's do breaking high for Mr. Nick Simons. What would it be?
0: probably a cool one that i like kind of watch side eye you know i don't fall down a rabbit hole going after this one but a side eye conspiracy would be like um the titanic was replaced with the olympic and the yes the really titanic
1: and the-, the olympic dude i love the titanic see this is why i love you absolutely <laughs> so you know because the uh the titanic whenever it left the port it had a port side list and the olympic got hit on the port side and it had a port side lisp. And what happened was the Olympic had so much damage that the insurance wouldn't pay for it. So what they done was they swapped it over and they actually had plans to sink the Titanic, but it just the freak accident happened was there was a boat there that was supposed to pick up everybody. But for some reason that boat never did respond. But yes, I know oh. all about this conspiracy that you're talking about, but let me ask you this. Do you think we ever walked on the moon? And if so, why do you think we just roughly stopped going to
0: the moon? Because the moon's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> the moon's
1: haunted. The backside of the moon. You're right. It is haunted.
0: It, it's haunted. Um, it's so cold back there. Nobody can go back there. That's why they don't go back there. Um, you know the 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 whole moon conspiracy it, it kind of folds into episode two, Planet Serpo, because. Um, Planet Serpo. Oh, there's a train. Hold please. We'll wait for the train to go by because it well,
1: so have you oh, all right. Well, I'll wait. Have you ever heard of Apollo 20? Uh-uh. Good. I'm gonna send you some videos on it. I want to talk about Apollo 20 on the next one. It's where they actually found um uh, alien structures and stuff on the backside of the moon. It was a secret mission. That took place. It was uh, the United States military instead of NASA that went, and supposedly they they brought a body and, and there was a crashed spaceship there and everything. But I think what we'll do is our next when we're just going to talk about like Nick and Jeremy's top five conspiracy theories or something, <laughs> like, just something fun.
0: But they they got to be top five that tie into like aliens, Bigfoot, yeah, still. all right, uh, trains. No, actually, right. they
1: could be whatever. Like I want to talk about the Titanic too. I mean, so I mean.
0: Uh, train's gone um but yeah uh part of that moon conspiracy ties into what we talked about with planet serpo because planet serpo a sub conspiracy of planet serpo is that you know they would have not made it through that radiation belt the van allen up, belt is what the they van call. allen belt um that would have screwed them up going through it and coming back and that's one of the big things that are good friend, Tobias Whalen, who uh, we brought on for episode three, uh follow-up to planet Serpo, uh, him and I, <laughs> he flipped out when uh, we uh I was talking about it with him privately, but the Van Allen belt is a big, like a lot of people are like, there's no way we could have made it through the Van Allen belt brother. And that's their big fight on why nobody's gone to the moon is going through the Van Allen belt there and back. And, just being that close to the Van Allen belt while on the moon would like liquefy you like a microwave, you know, It'd turn your insides into goop and expose you to way too much radiation. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, the moon is definitely yeah. a big, big conspiracy.
1: Yeah, not to mention that all the shadows are in the wrong places and all the pictures and stuff like that. But my thing is this. I mean, you, you really have to, to, to be practical about this. If we went to the moon in the 60s, why all of a sudden did we just stop? I mean, you would think by now we would have bases on the moon or do we have bases on the moon? All right. And not only that, we would have been to Mars by now. I mean, but it's just like something happened and we just roughly stopped going. And you went, so you went from the moon to just doing the upper uh, orbit at a space station, which makes no sense to me. But I think that's going to be a good topic we could talk about next uh, podcast. Our top five uh, conspiracy theories of all times. You know, keep it fresh. Talk about different things
0: through from each of us.
1: Yeah, well, each just kind of throw it out there and talk about you know each, each one for about five or ten minutes, and uh, each I mean, each anyway. of us
0: pitch five, so it'll be. Paranormal Gumbo's top ten conspiracy, top theory. ten
1: conspiracy theories of all time, folks. Five so- and
0: five, as presented by the Cajun demonologist Jeremy Leonard and the maniac lost in the corn, Nick Simons, and
1: the, the <laughs> Iowa guy, Nick the Iowa
0: Sasquatch himself. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Simons.
1: But I think it's gonna be great, man. Uh keep it fresh, talk about new things, and then we'll we'll kind of go back to uh the paranormal after that. And also remember, listeners, if there's any topic that you would like to hear us boys talk about, all you gotta do is shoot us a message on Paranormal Gumbo Facebook page and we'll be glad to talk about it. You know, oh, sometimes man. We run out of things to talk about, so we just jabber on here and there. We're pretty known for that, but, hey, it is what it is. You got to tell us what you want to hear that will make you want to listen to another episode of Paranormal Gumbo. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Nick, the man's top five paranormal tech equipment of all times.
0: The Nick Simon Super Show.
1: That's right, the Nick Simon Super Paranormal Gumbo Show. Until next time, people, Les Elabatai Roulette. See ya.